Welcome back to the Renaissance, Ray. How are you, buddy? Super excited to be here. It's nothing but anal lovers, whores, sodomites. Oh, it's it's going to be awesome. It's it's just full up anal. It's going to be awesome. And then then you got the podcast as well. <laughs> exactly. Oh, two for a two for one. It, it's great. What 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 show is this? What, no, no, not what show. What episode? Because we do anal oh, on all the shows. I yeah. get that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we talk about it as well on the shows. Uh, welcome back to the Renaissance episode 97. Still telling the story of the rise of Savonarola, the original fire and brimstone yes. preacher, and simultaneously the fall of the Medici family. Right. What goes up must Momentarily. Come down. Right. Yes. Momentarily. They come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they come back. back. Spoiler they take their Viagra. But... They bounce back. <laughs> but they fall for a while. Right. Now, if one of his earlier biographers is to be believed, not long after Savo became the boss of the, or the prior, as they call him, of mm-hmm. the San Marco Monastery in 1491, right. we talked about in our uh, last episode, he decided to leave Florence, take his whole camp, his whole crew with him, go yeah. do a David Koresh, move out to Waco, <laughs> and just wait for Bill Clinton right. to send in the army to kill him and yeah. children and set fire to the place. Yeah. Um, but they bought a shitload of AR-15s, right. grenades, and prepared for the end of times. So that's what he wanted to do. Right. Told his young followers to pack their bags and get ready he said the land had been donated, the money was ready, let's roll. Yes. Wonder who wonder who's donating the land and providing the money, Ray. It That's wasn't the Medici, so exactly. who do you think it was and why? Uh, I wonder if it was, um, first of all, people who would rather not be named, um, opponents of the Medici, of their lockdown mm. on power. I wonder if this was a passive-aggressive attempt to ruffle uh, Piero's feathers. Well, I think this is uh, still while Lorenzo was alive. Oh, Lorenzo. He didn't okay. die until fourteen ninety two. He's still with us. And I, yeah, uh, sorry to get all like nerdy and datey and historiany on you there. <laughs> Accurate but, uh, is the yeah. word that I can't yeah. stand. Well, if, if anything matters in our podcasts, Ray, it's attention to detail <laughs> and taking this shit seriously. Sorry, uh, I'm going to start right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> six years in. It's never too late. Yeah, I'm focused. So six, Lorenzo, seven. Yeah, six, nearly seven years it, in. It feels a lot longer, but I think you're right. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, he was just gonna. He had some money, had some land donated. He wanted to go there, get rid of all the, the way, stuff, and live simply. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! I, I saw on Instagram you had your ten-year anniversary of doing the World War Two podcast. Yes, and speaking of, first of all, thank you. And speaking of attention to detail, I missed my own anniversary. It shows you how focused I am. But I was able to um, uh, retro, or I don't know what you call it, but I kind of made up for it by. You know, I was only three days late. That for me, that's actually pretty mm. good. But thank you. Yeah. Well. It. Yeah. yeah. Get worried, go to a doctor if you're three days late, my friend. Take a test. Don't want another little po- don't want a little podcast popping out when you <laughs> no, uh, can't no, even I've afford got... the one you've got. Exactly. And the ones I know about. Mm. But yeah, they, they mm. were gonna move away to the Alban Hills, they were gonna live simply. Now there was a lot of holes in this, but you're right, I think he's trying to 
break away, be free, take an old school, live simply, and get just so fucking close to God by living in nature. But alas, it doesn't always work out. Well, I think it's more, I think it's got more to do with Mm -hmm. him wanting to launch a bit of a religious rebellion, as we'll see later on over the next couple of episodes. He's, uh, you know, as we've talked about, well, he's not happy with the way the Dominican monasteries are going. You know, he was first attracted to being a Dominican monk because they were hard, (laughs) hard. They didn't. Uh, they didn't allow yeah. any 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 of the good stuff in life. It was just Ownership. nasty, yeah. nasty preach. clothing. Live right. poor, live humble. Skip preach, no bitch sex. and moan about right. everybody. Yeah. But of course, his his church is part of the Lombard congregation that's run out of Milan. And they're like rural schmools, you know. <laughs> let's let out. the kids live a little bit. Yes, and and <laughs> partly because I suspect, like a lot of the kids, you know, we know that the the young men that are being sent to these monasteries, they're not your best and no. your brightest, right? <laughs> no, they're they're, they're not. <laughs> They're like uh, yeah. the Eric Trumps of right. the rich families of a, uh, the world. Yeah, or, there's normally a note pinned to their shirt explaining why they're there. You know, it's it's that that yeah. level of competence. Yeah. Or the the Prince Charleses um, <laughs> of the world. You just, know, they're just like. Don't speak. You'll be fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Jared Kushner, just yeah. just don't don't talk. You'll be fine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the families, so the families are sending them there, uh, probably um, buying entry for them. They're chucking a little bit of coin in the monastery's way. But part of the deal is, look, okay, like he may be a bubble boy, but, um, you know, we don't want him to suffer too much. He's a member of the family. Yeah. So we, we, we want to get rid of him because, uh, you oh, know, yeah. he's, he's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. A bit like uh, Claudius was to the, right. uh, the, the Julio-Claudians. You know, we, we don't really want him seen in public. A bit like yeah. the Rosemary Kennedys. Right. Like, we, need, we want him locked away. But that said, he dicks. is one yeah. of us. Right. We have a reputation. So we, we don't... So listen, could you just loosen up the rules there a little bit and right. let him... Let him uh, have some nice bed sheets and, yeah. and, you know, some comfy clothes and maybe a little electric heater in the corner. And, well, of course, he needs Wi-Fi. And, right. uh, and, <laughs> and so gradually the, the rules started right. to relax right. over time. And Savo's not having any of that shit. Yeah. So I think he wanted to break away <clears throat> maybe so he could, you know, get out of the restrictions, start his own thing, rant and rave about uh, the depravities of the world Attack the Medici, uh, attack the the elite, the aristocracy, all that kind of stuff. But I, I just have to respond to that by if someone gave you a great honor, like you said, he was made the prior. One, he doesn't go to Lorenzo and thank him, which had been a standard tradition. And two, he wants to break away. I mean, wh- where's like a year or two period about I'm so humbled by this. I thank you for everything. I, I don't think I'm worthy, but I'm going to give it my all. So not only is he thanking the person that probably helped put him there, but he wants to break away so he can be his own boss from day one. I don't know if that's a zealot or I don't know if it's because he's been thinking about it for years, but this guy is ready to move, move, move. But everything he does seems mm. seems to be radical or extreme. And he's taken on these powerful people mm. and he just doesn't give a fuck because he's got God on his side. And remember that this whole journey started for him when some rich bitch <laughs> turned up her nose. 
at him. Right. A Strozzi. Right. <clears throat> One of the Strozzi family that had been exiled child. from Florence. Yeah. To Ferrara, yeah. and he was like, "Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. You think you're better than me? Watch. I'll show you. I'm gonna take over the world. Yeah, mm. my part of it. But yeah, all of this is for naught because uh, the older brothers, the friars, this is what we said. It do. would be a disaster, right? And reached out to the parents of the younger friars, told them to prevent their sons from going along with the plan, and uh, Savos." Dreams of setting up his own, uh, you know, uh, uh, church out in the wilderness where right. he could probably have, you know, rampant gay sex and no one would know, was uh, destroyed. Now, I, I find this kind of amazing. <clears throat> one, as you pointed out, San Marco was Medici territory. It was it was yeah. funded, had been for decades and decades now, way back since Cosimo. Uh, by the Medici, you know, they'd done lots of renovations, architecture, oh, yeah. paintings. It had fallen down a couple of times because of earthquakes. They rebuilt it back up. <laughs> right. They got in all the greats, Filippo, Philippi, <laughs> and Botticelli had been painting in there. Right, who's who? Just to get up and leave, especially after being invited there by Lorenzo, would have been a huge fuck you to right. Lorenzo de' Medici. Yeah. Second, yeah. the older brothers managed to scuttle his plans. If Savo is as badass as we believe him to be, why didn't he have them all kicked out for going against his authority? It seems obvious to me that at this juncture, he's still too fresh. Yeah. He doesn't have the big swinging dick that he's going to have a few years later when he does get Fryers kicked out for not getting on board. Yes. Oh, my God. So Third. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. What kind of badass leader lets his young devotees get talked out of his plans? Yeah. I mean, it's it's really, he's trying to be, uh, he kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Tom Cruise in uh, the Show Me the Money film, Jerry Maguire. Right. You remember the at the beginning when he he goes, all right, that's it, I'm going to leave and start my own firm. Who's coming with me? And everyone's like, <coughs> uh, <coughs> water cooler. Uh, <coughs> yes, and, yeah. And just that, uh, the dopey blonde chick goes, <laughs> "I'll go because I want to fuck your brains out." Um, and well, I'd, I'd never have a chance with someone like you because you're Tom Cruise right. and I'm just some dopey blonde chick. That's but, what the script uh, says. Maybe if yeah. I go with you, you'll right. say, you know, you complete me or something, and <laughs> and uh, then we'll fuck. I don't know. Then I'll leave so, and come back here. Right. Right. Yeah, there was there was one guy like that at San Marco. He goes, I'll come with you, Savonarola, <laughs> if you let me, if you fuck me up the ass. Right. And he's like, no, it's you, Teddy. No, Stop I'm... that. Stop that, yeah, Teddy. I don't know. It sounds like the... <laughs> Shut up, Teddy. I've told you before, Teddy. Teddy. You're not my type, Teddy. What did I tell you about talking? Teddy. Don't talk. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it doesn't go over like gangbusters. <laughs> Seven years in, and we've got a new character, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy's gonna, <laughs> Teddy's gonna Teddy, be in everything now. You're just embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Just shut up, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> What's Teddy's relationship to Barry and Stan? Is he like a? Is he like an, in, an intern? He's the pimply yeah, intern, uh, yes, yes. sexually a little bit ambiguous, uh, <laughs> works for Barry and Stan. And there's a slight chance uh, he might be one of the bastard children of Barry or Stan, but no one really likes to talk about it. So it's just, we just got him a job. Just 
show up and breathe. Right. Don't okay. die today yeah. and, and get paid. And he's somebody's okay. somebody's nephew right. that we wanted to. Yeah, they had to hire him. <laughs> he's to get he's the dumb, right? Yeah, useless. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, Teddy. <laughs> Thanks. God, welcome, just, welcome, welcome, welcome to the office, Teddy. Just stand uh, there may like your a stay plant. be long and Jesus. yeah, just <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so either this story isn't true, right? Or, and and it's one of those stories. You know, there's this this thing in uh, the historians do when they're doing literary criticism. They go, well, the more embarrassing a story is to somebody who's usually portrayed as heroic, it, the more true it's likely to be because you wouldn't invent a story that um, made him look embarrassing. <laughs> right. And most of the most of the histories about Savonarola. Like the contemporary histories, while there is some dubious stuff in there, uh, they're usually written by his fan clubs. So right. it, it seems like this would be a true story. So it seems to me he was not yet fully invested with his mutant powers, which right. would come along within the next couple of years and he would end up... He was the rock star of, of San Marco. He was the rock star of Christianity. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He was God's anointed... Sorry, you wanted to... One. You wanted to say something somewhere along the line. Just, just that, um, so let's say that some watered-down version of this story is true. Maybe there was a, a attempt of some kind of independence. We don't know the details. It falls through or whatever. But that already kind of already shows you where he's going to or what he's thinking in his mind. You're right. And, and I don't think he has the bravado yet. He's not walking with a, a swagger like John Wayne or whatever. But I don't think this idea of his is going to leave. And so later on, when he does get cocky, I think this is going to reemerge. But maybe it's just a little tiny indication of where he wants to go in the future. Because this guy is, he has said fuck you to authority ever since the old days with his dad. And he's just doing it more and more. Now he's doing it with, uh, with uh, Co- not Cosimo, but Lorenzo. So I think that's just kind of who he is. He's just like, fuck you to authority. And he's still doing that. Hey, speaking of Florence, yeah. do you realize that on this day two years ago, no. we were in uh, Florence. Nice. Ah, oh, good times. Mm. Good mm. times. I think it was. I think we were in Florence. Where did we have my mum's birthday? Because it's her birthday in two days. We had a seventy-first birthday on the rooftop. I think it was in Florence. That sounds right. Or was it in Rome? Or was it in Athens? <laughs> Or Paris. No, who knows? Who knows? Was she even there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do I even have a mother? I don't know. That would explain a lot. No, but uh, I just remember nothing but good mm. freaking times from that from that trip and everything we saw. But anyway, next time we'll do it again. Yeah. Well, the number of uh, the, when he arrives at San Marco, the number of suckers. Sorry, I mean novices <laughs> that were signing up. It was pretty low. Yeah. I mean, even though San Marco was attached to the Medici, doesn't matter. A lot of it wasn't very popular. Kids weren't signing up to yeah. go there. I mean, it was yeah. there was probably no cooler buzz. places. Yeah, there's no. no buzz. It might be they beautiful, wanted, but there's no jazz. Where's yeah. the jazz, man? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's on the jazz. And uh, yeah. But uh, within a few years of Savo getting there, oh. bursting at the seams. Oh, yeah. Bursting. Oh, you need a clipboard. All the young dudes wanted a bit yeah. of Savo. Yeah, yeah. He and, was the yeah. Elvis of Christianity. Did you see Elvis's grandson committed suicide this week? It's pretty I, sad. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. I didn't really, I didn't yeah. know him, but I, I'm sorry for No. Elvis. No. Well, just being, I mean, do you think at any point Elvis, when he was being Elvis, ever thought, 
Jeez, I'm I'm a fucking hard act to follow, man. Yeah. My grandkids, got, they're are really not going to know what to do. Like right. your Elvis's grandkid, seriously, they're kind of fucking pressure. Well, maybe I should just not have kids. Right. You know, what or, if you ever thought that? What about Michael Jackson? Isn't one of one of his kids' name, if, like legal name, like Prince Michael or something? I mean, the pressure on that guy. I mean, I would change it yeah. to to Teddy. I don't know something. Something, but uh, I read I read this morning that the first uh, Australian-born Governor General of Australia's name was Sir Isaac Isaacs. (laughs) I thought, oh, his parents were complete cunts, weren't they? And cousins. Is that a bad? Is that a cunt move or is a good move? Like you go, well, easy to remember. What's your name, (laughs) Isaac? Isaac what? Isaac Isaacs. Well, that's pretty. I'm going to remember that. Is he he picked on in school for that? I'm kind of thinking, yeah, because I would pick on him. Is he? Is he the Easter? Is he Easter? Is he Isaacs? I don't know. Anyway, um, a few years later, Savo talked about how much they grow, and he said, I, gotta, I don't have a voice for Savo. Oh. Uh, Some years ago. <laughs> I'll do my Martin Luther King voice. It's just it's good. You know, it'll work. It'll live. Some years ago. <laughs> just Wait. imagine Savo was an African-American man. <laughs> Some years ago. When we were about 70, someone complained that we were too few. I told them the time will come when the prophecy of Isaiah will be verified in us. Lord, the place is small. Give me room that I may live. And now so many have come that there is no room for them. And every day they din in my ears that there is no room. Now we're about 200. Oh, frate, how will you handle the expense of so many people? But I know what I'm going to do. One of these days I'll run out, and with the crowd behind me, I'll go to one of those palaces of yours and say, we want to stay here. I tell you, so many people will come to our religion that it will spread through all of Tuscany. And not only Tuscany, but as far as the infidels, I'll give you a sign. And if it isn't verified, you can say that I'm a false prophet. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, can I give Sister, you some- will you lead us in the song now? <laughs> brother, brother, brotherly love. Brother. Oh, sorry. A, a little bit of feedback. One, now that I've heard that, yeah. I really think you should do yeah. his voice in the voice of Elvis from now on. Uh, and okay. two, if you walk up to someone's house with the crowd behind you and say, we want to stay here, isn't that a crime? Breaking and entering? Terrorism? Is that a threat? I mean, give me something here. Mm. Just because you got God mm. on your side, I mean, people still have the right to own property. Mm. Seems, seems like For a threat. Now. Okay. All right. For now. But he was a bit of a communist, as we'll see as we go That's along. That's true. That's uh, true. Savo. He, yeah. he was a big fan of the communism. And you were talking earlier about uh, some of the brothers, you know, maybe going to the East. Yeah, he wanted them to learn um, languages, uh, Aramaic and Arabic, so they can go to the East and preach the gospel and take over for there. So this guy's got audacious plans, and his confidence is only rising as he sees this these multitude of recruits coming to him. Now they're starting to come from the best families. They're starting to get even more money. I mean, practically everything is breaking his way. And you've got to think at some point he's going to start drinking his own Kool-Aid and thinking, maybe I am the chosen one of God. Aramaic, really? Um, Were people still talking Aramaic? 
Well, it said they'd have to learn Aramaic and Arabic, but Aramaic gradually replaced Hebrew as the language of the Jewish people in parts of the Middle East. And that itself was uh, replaced by Arabic in the 7th century AD. I don't know why he Mm. said both, but as long as they get some Arabic Mm. in them, they'll be okay. (laughs) Do you have any Arabic in you? Uh, You want some? (laughs) Uh, I don't (laughs) don't think Aramaic would have been... Yeah. That the just telling you what the book much use. <clears throat> yeah. Now, yeah, 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 but I'm asking you to think outside the book, Ray. Ooh. Think beyond the book. You, oh, mm. oh, oh, you mean Wikipedia. Can't. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> Your problem is everything you know you get from books, Ray. <laughs> Loser. Now, before long, Sorry. before long, he surrounded himself with an inner circle of yes men. Yeah, my favorite. Who agreed with... Everything he said and protected him from criticism. Right. According to contemporary accounts, it seems that they were selected more for their loyalty than for their brains, which, right. coincidentally, is the exact same policy I have for picking <laughs> co-hosts. Uh, so... Lucky <clears throat> me. Lucky me. Buns of steel, f- loyal... And it pretty much stops right there. Not for the last time will I declare that I am the Savannah Roller of podcasting. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, despite lecturing from the pulpit uh, against false prophets and the divining arts, astrology, palm readers, necromancers, and the like... Poetry. Old Savo wasn't beyond borrowing visions that his inner circle were having and then uh, sharing them from the pulpit as part of his sermons. Yeah. what's I? Uh, that's not plagiarism, but it certainly isn't coming from God. So one of his assistants that you were speaking of was a young man um, who obviously was maybe kind of like myself, an idiot savant, and um, he, he seemed to have some problems, but he could recite entire passages from the Bible. I mean, this guy was just, he was, he was this incredible person, but there was, he, was, he had a very troubled mind. And Savo, and I do give him credit for this, was trying to counsel this young man. He brings him in. He's, he's got this young man teaching the lay people and all that kind of stuff. But he would also have bad dreams, and he would dream walk, and he would get up the next day or whatever and tell Savo. And Savo would incorporate some of his visions from his dreams into his sermons. Now, you just said a second ago he doesn't like philosophers, poets, astronomers, but he's taking some of the material from this guy who's having dreams about him and putting it into his his sermon. Is he just uh, a latter or a, a pre-podcaster who's just getting material from wherever he can and trying to put on a really good show? Because that, that seems a little disingenuous to me. Yeah, well, like he's all about the show. That's true. Uh, Savo. <laughs> the business of show. Right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think he's just, well, you know, he's still trying to figure out What's going to bring in the crowds every yeah. Sunday? Bums on seats. That's what he wants. <laughs> Bigger, longer. Because that's that's right. what that's where your power comes from. Bums yeah. on seats as a preacher in those days. So, yeah, he's he's doing the apocalypse thing and he's borrowing the visions. I tell you, brothers and sisters, I have had a vision of the Lord. <laughs> and uh, you know, honest to God, like you, you know, you you. you Take your, your typical Sunday television evangelist or your oh. evangelist or your, your preacher at a happy clapper church like the one one of my sisters goes to. I'm right. sure they preach about visions all the time. Now, how many of those do you think they really had and how many are they making up or just, you know, borrowing from 
books or from other people. (laughs) I have a dream (laughs) that a man in a blue box will appear. He will call himself the doctor, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen it. Doctor Who? I don't know his name. Just the doctor. (laughs) Trust in this man. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So can I ask a um, follow-up question? Why yeah. are those preachers out yeah. there kicking the shit out of COVID? They should just be walking around hospitals and neighborhoods, laying hands on, slapping whatever they do, and just kicking the shit out of this COVID mm. with God's miracle. Mm. Never mind. I just mm. thought about I was question. thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, how do, I wonder how Christians reconcile COVID with themselves. It's God's, like, God sent COVID to teach us a lesson. I don't know. I don't know. What's the What's the lesson? Don't go to church <laughs> for three months. Um, don't go to China. Don't eat any. I don't know. But uh, no, I, no, I'm sure they don't because how could they? How could they possibly? I'm sure they've got some rationalization yeah, it just for make any it. Sense. But what, what about all of the Christians who have died from COVID? Well, it was their time. Okay, if it's their time, can't he just make you go peacefully in your sleep? Why do you have to be? Why do you have to die with your lungs filling up with right. blood when you're being pain. in ex- extreme pain? Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. he's got a plan. Well, it's a bit of a cunt plan, really, isn't <laughs> my, it? You know? <laughs> my favorite one that we grew up with was God called him home. Yeah, but did he have to uh-huh. suffer for a couple of weeks or months before he got to knock yeah. on the door? I mean, yeah. could expressway, yeah. Uber, something? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Did his did his ten year old son need to see him die right. in front of his eyes like that uh, in in a car accident? And, like my father in law saw his father die geez. in a car accident when he was ten. Yeah. Did he have to see that and, and you know go through trauma for the rest of his life? Like uh, really? <laughs> did he have to? Did, is was, that necessary? Was God having a bad day? And if this is America, <laughs> what about the seventy five thousand or one hundred twenty five thousand dollar hospital bill? Um, Part of God's plan, mm, mm, or mm, just a little yeah. detail, a footnote, mm. if you will. <laughs> anyway, anyway, in his uh, sermons in early 1491, he, he was attacking, you know, as soon as he gets there, he gets, into the, gets the gig. He, yeah. j- he doesn't hold back. No. He just starts attacking the, the, the people, the priests, who he said thought of Christianity as a merely ceremonial religion. You know, you... You turn up on Sunday, yeah. say the right things, then forget about it for the next six days when you go and sleep with whores and, <laughs> and do drugs and gamble Sodomites and shit. Ignore the poor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the sodomy. The, oh, my. The oh, the, I know that Yeah. our gay listeners keep telling me that the, they don't like the word but sodomite this, or sodomy. This is the word. That, that's how they. Yes. That's yeah, what they, this is how yeah. they refer to how it. About, Unfortunately, we're going to have to. Right. We're going to have to use their terminology. Actually, I thought maybe if we wanted to be sensitive to other people's feelings, that's kind of the thing we're known for. We could call it something like uh, <laughs> anal loving or anal lovers or oh, the love of anal. Love that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just spitballing, putting those just, out there. Uh, poop, poop shoot loving. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, I heard from Ryan Markley this morning. Oh, how's he doing? He's doing great. Good. He lives in San Francisco now. He uh, com- com- uh, complimented me on the finished film, which nice. you know he and his crew you know yeah. shot a major part of yes. and did a wonderful job. I was so Very grateful for them. But you know yeah. he's doing great. Good. Good old Ryan. Good man. Good man, Ryan. <clears throat> good lover. Um, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You want to 
Morning, just focus. I'm sorry. Oh, those days in <laughs> Vegas and North Carolina. <laughs> those cold, cold, snowy nights. <laughs> and um, trying to keep warm. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Uh, uh, where was I? Oh, yes. So he's criticizing all of these people. Yes. Um, how he's criticizing how ignorant the people were of the doctrines of Christianity. Yeah, look, they turn up, but they can't read, so they don't right. read the Bible. You don't teach them about what's exactly. in the Bible. Yeah. Which our, kind of yeah. is true today. It's why I had to make my film in the first place because people don't know what's in the Bible. They don't actually read it. That's a good uh, point. He would have hated modern Christianity, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Just yeah, people yeah. going, oh yeah, Jesus, yeah, love, yeah. love me some Jesus. We got, we got to go now. The attacked, football game's coming on. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> he attacked what he called thieving priests. He pointed out how they sold lucrative church offices to the wealthy. He oh, claimed right. the clerics and the people were all sodomites. He attacked the oppression of the poor talked about unjust taxation. Basically, what comes to mind me, to me reading all of this is a Trump rally in 2016. Right. Yeah, just lock her Populist, up. Populist. Yeah. Lock her up. Yeah. And yeah. Leave the people alone. By her, he meant right. yeah. everyone. Stay away from the anal. The church. Right, right, <laughs> right. I don't know. Fact or And no speaking way. of her. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. In at least one instance, he was naming names. He singled out Filippo Strozzi, Mm-hmm. as one of the wealthy Florentines who were buying up the houses and the shops and the lands of oh, the poor shit. so he could knock them down and build huge palaces. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Lordomia, the girl, the rich bitch who told <clears throat> him to go fuck himself, was a Strozzi. Right. So maybe it's a coincidence, oh, but no. maybe he hadn't forgotten her and he wanted to stick the boot in. Right. So perhaps he hadn't forgotten her and, right. you know, wanted to stick the boot in. Maybe it's a coincidence, maybe not. I just like to think that all of this yeah. was part of a cunning plan to uh, bring down <laughs> the rich Florentine families. Right. He, he, he's long-term thinker, this guy. He's like, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm going to show you. Right. I'm going to just devote my life to fucking up your family. And, and that's how the human brain works sometimes. If there's a traumatic event, there's a humiliation or whatever, I mean, people kind of get stuck in that moment and they spend a lot of, you know, the rest of their life trying to do something about that moment. I mean, I think we've done enough shows to really not be big fans of coincidence. So it certainly is plausible. And like you said a second ago, he, he gets also worked up about the mutually supportive relationships between the rich and the, the, the prelates. I mean, the rich are getting pardons. The, the clergy are kissing their ass and they're getting worldly goods in return. I mean, it's just a, a mutually exclusive, uh, supportive relationship. The poor left out and they're being heavily taxed and they're being treated like shit and they're per- probably purposefully not being taught to read so they can't read the Bible for themselves. This guy is trying to right all the wrongs. And I, and I have to say... Out of all the things we've talked about for the last 10 minutes, you know, good for him. He's trying to right some serious systemic wrongs. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about Savonarola as I read his uh, letters and some of his speeches and dig down into what he was saying. Get a go. Listen, he's he's right. (laughs) (laughs) The church was corrupt. 
Uh, the people were getting fucked over by the wealthy. Um, you know, he's pretty. He's right. I was, he's on the money. I, I'm. Yeah. I gotta. I'm, I'm on the side of Savona Roller here. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, except for the God thing. I didn't expect to be there when we started this series. Exactly. Um, I'm like, oh, fire and brimstone, sweet. Not gonna like this guy. The more we get <laughs> no, into the more I'm like, kind of a fan. No, I mean. Not only do I agree with what he's saying, you've got to applaud the balls on this guy for yes. saying it. Like oh, he's putting it out there, he's got to know yeah. that he's signing his own death warrant right. it's by just going a- out there and just right. telling all the rich and wealthy and the popes <laughs> and the cardinals that they can all go fuck themselves. Like, man, he's yeah. uh, he's on a mission from God. All right, <laughs> right. we're on a mission from God. Got a, he, yeah. he keep in his speeches. He keeps returning to the coming apocalypse. Here's um, a bit of one of his speeches from mm-hmm. around this time. The fifth age is approaching. The fifth angel is about <laughs> to blow his trumpet, <laughs> announcing the great tribulations of the church. This is the time of the terrible beast of false saints and false religion of the persecution of truth-speaking preachers. All must confess and pray and amend their lives for the sheep are about to be separated from the goats, the grapes crushed by the winepress of God's wrath. And I don't mean David Lee Roth, who I see on Instagram this week is selling paintings while Van Halen and Las Vegas and his touring are on hiatus, ladies and gentlemen. I do not mean that, but you should go up and uh, look at David Lee Roth's Instagram because it uh, he's actually quite good. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, <laughs> quite surprising. And I've been a fan of his since 1984, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But I have to say I did not know the man could paint. Anyway, oh, he said, the star that has fallen from heaven to earth is the devil. Yes. He will unlock the shaft <clears throat> into the abyss. And release a swarm of locusts to torment the people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. The devil recruited his troops among the wicked and the tepid. For like attracts like false preachers, hypocritical and worldly prelates, the powerful, the avaricious, the proud. Against such as these, the righteous must arm themselves, for the wild boar threatens to destroy the vineyard. Mm. Damn. Wow, I'd go see that movie. I well, don't know well, what's going on. Well, but first of all, it's, sounds good. It's pay per view. You know, people are going to sign up for that. Yeah. The Christ versus the Antichrist has pay per view as well. So the people are going to suffer if they're not with God. The church is going to be renewed. And you've got to think that's going to be a painful process because he doesn't respect most of the people in the church. And because he has this message, and because this message is working so well, there's going to be others who are going to go, well, if he can do it, I can do it. So some of the Franciscan bro- uh, brothers start preaching their own sermons about prophecy. Some of them even get more specific. They're like, we are going to be punished for our sins. And again, I have to agree with my brother over there. Sodomites are the worst. And if you don't change your ways by August, you are screwed. There will be blood running in the streets. So everybody's catching on. Why? Because this shit works. It puts bums in seats and they pass around the collection plan. Yeah, people were stealing his shit. Yeah, oh, like TM, TM. Like Dan Carlin and Mike Duncan stole my shit. So as I said before, I'm the Savonarola of history <laughs> podcasting. People stealing my shit. 
and not even thanking you or acknowledge or, or, or no, what's up. Giving me a cut. Something. Something. Giving me a, nothing. Got nothing. I'd like to thank Uh-oh. Cameron for my, being the inspiration of you. Know, just something. Just something. I noticed that with your little Instagram video, 10 years, I was waiting for the some mention like, uh, oh, you know, sorry. thanks to Cameron for the inspiration or thanks to Cameron for having my back for the last seven years, yeah, you know, getting bad. me off the fucking bread line, yeah. uh, you know, Can- you know, helping me live this life of luxury. <clears throat> Nothing. Not, not a sausage. Not a, not a shout out. Not a wink and a nod. Nothing. Thing. I was like, I feel okay, better than, well. than Mike and Dan. I feel bad now. Well, I have a reason, mm. but you won't buy it, so why should I go through the process of lying? But I'm happy to do another video and specifically thank you. I don't know how to do a video over mm. a minute, so I, tr- too I try late. to cram it. I know. It, yeah. too, too late now. It's already in and no Vaseline, and it hurts. I'm sorry. But his big moment, Savo's big moment came when he got a change of venue. On the 6th of, 6th of April, the Wednesday after Easter, in his fifth and final sermon for the, uh, the I think this is the uh, Lenten. Right. Is that Easter? Lent? I don't know. Yes. S- sermons. Yes. On this day, he got to go to the uh, Palazzo della Signoria oh. and preach to the government of Florence. Tell me. He preached on the theme of justice. He said the justice of God exists only through faith in Jesus Christ. Right. And he proceeded to rip the signoria, a whole set of new assholes. (laughs) Jesus. He pointed out everything that they did that he didn't agree with, their defects and failures, pointed out that Every good and evil proceeds from the head and blamed them as the head. I don't mean giving head or getting head. Those are fine <laughs> in, in the constraints time. of holy matrimony. Right, right, right. But uh, he said if they amended their ways, they could turn Florence into a holy city. He called them tyrants. <gasps> Said they were proud, loved adulation, and did not return ill-gotten gains. They make secret decisions, favor their own officials, sing the praises of important people, levy immoral and unjust taxes, do not listen to the arguments of the poor, take the side of the rich, and allow their officials to impose unpaid labor burdens on peasants and on the wretched. Mm. Specific. And he went on and on and on and on and on and on. He said that they should try to create some kind of equality among citizens because, as I said before, he was a bloody commie. (laughs) But I have to ask, did any of the Signoria tentatively raise a hand and go, "Uh, we don't really run the city. We just sit in these chairs for a couple of weeks or months and do what we're told from, you know, who, big man, and then we go away. Yeah. I mean, they don't run anything, yeah. but I guess he's already ignored Lorenzo, and now he's coming to bitch slap these people. We know he's already spoken bad about the Pope and the church. This guy is not afraid of anybody. No. Jesus. And there were signs, Ray. Oh, my God. I know you love a good sign. sign. Sorry, yeah. On. On the night of the of April the fifth, fourteen ninety two, a lightning bolt struck the lantern on the top of the 
Duomo, right. uh, the dome of the cathedral in Florence, marble shards and bricks came hurtling off, crashed through the roof. Oh, shit. Amazingly, no one was hurt. One of Savo's devotees, Luca Landucci, who was sort of keeping a diary through these years, said that if it happened during the morning sermon where the shit stealer, <laughs> Fra Domenico de Ponzo... Right was preaching in front of 15,000 people, it would have killed hundreds. Oh, my God. Now, that's a and, sign. Uh, when people... That's a sign. Yeah, you can't say... They nearly h- died. Hundreds of people almost died but didn't. That's not a sign. That's a good day. I- I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that is that is a sign. That's God saying, listen, next time... Yeah. Oh, it's like when you... Right. Shoot above somebody's head. Right, shoot across the bow. And say, well, the next one. Yeah, next one's between the yeah, eyes. Yeah, next one goes in the temple. Yeah, between the <laughs> eyes, right? Yeah. God's like, I didn't have to miss. Gotta ask yourself. I chose. God's me. like, gotta ask yourself, punk. <laughs> Did I mean to miss? Or was it an accident? Yeah. I don't make accidents. How many, how many, how many lightning bolts was that? <laughs> Five or six. Did you count? You don't know? I know. I'm God. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. And there was also... Shout out to Ennio. Yeah. Shout out to Ennio Morricone, who died uh, last week. Um, The great, uh, in my book, the greatest film composer of all time. Fuck John Williams. Right. Uh, Ennio Morricone, man. Like, all of those spaghetti westerns and the other 500 films (laughs) and TV shows that he did soundtracks for. Right. It would be fucking nothing. Nothing. Those movies would be no, spaghetti westerns with Clint, fistful of dollars, etc. Would be nothing mm. without Ennio Morricone's soundtracks. Nice. Man. He took that shit and just, you know, yeah. raised it up to turned, fucking art. Yeah. I was going to say, turned it into an institution. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. when when news about the lightning strike got to Lorenzo, who was lying in his deathbed. Right. He asked what what side the damage had occurred. They told him told him it was the side facing the Via de Servi. Mm-hmm. And he replied, Well, that's the side towards my house. I'm a dead man. So if you're <laughs> so, looking for a sign right. that's a anything's a sign, pretty much. And you, you've made this point time and time again, and I think it's important to remind everybody, yes, he's a humanist. Yes, he's had this fine education, and he's actually spent years you know, talking to philosophers or whatever, but he still seems to believe in God. He still seems to believe in something larger than man. So he has all these ideas, but you're right, they haven't quite shaken loose the idea of a creator who is either good or will punish you if you do something wrong. That is still very much with him. So that's, that's one of the reasons the church is hanging in there, because even people like him, Still, for lack of a better word, have faith or believe. Yeah, it's it's um, it seems hard weird. to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. disconnect exactly for these guys. So he is on his deathbed. He gets attended uh, by Poliziano, Pico, his eldest son Piero, and surprisingly, yeah. Savonarola. Did anybody check? We're not really sh- yeah. sure whether he wanted him there or not. <laughs> did, did anybody ask him for his invitation or he just kind of rocked up and said, look, it's me, uh, the prophet. Uh, I'm coming in. Yeah. And he let him in. Yeah. yeah so. Well, we don't know. Maybe he summoned him. I mean, he did, we think, uh, organize to get him brought to San Marco. Yes. Because he wanted 
you know, wanted somebody with some chutzpah and some oomph right. to uh, be preaching in Florence uh, at San Marco again. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he did request him. Um, and according to Poliziano's description of the whole scene there, right. it, was, it was a good death. Uh, you know, Savonarola told Lorenzo to keep the faith and live blamelessly, yes. but if death was inevitable, to endure it with equanimity. Mm. And according to Poliziano, Lorenzo assured Savonarola that his faith was still strong, unshaken, and uh, he asked for Savonarola's Blessing. Now, there is a legend that Savonarola demanded that Lorenzo restore the liberty of Florence yeah. in return for a blessing. Yeah. A bit like our old friend, uh, the Bishop of Milan back in uh, Theodosius's day, Bishop Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah. yeah, who refused to give Theodosius his blessing unless he made Christianity the sole religion of the empire. Yeah. Um, you know, the legend is that Savonarola basically tried to do a you know, deal with Lorenzo, and, but there seems to be, and, and the rest of that story is that when Lorenzo refused to restore Florence's mm-hmm. liberty, Savonarola declined to give him the final blessing. <laughs> But uh, the historians seem to think that's probably a bullshit story yeah. invented by one of Savonarola's inner circle of yes-men, Fra Silvestro, yeah. is the only guy who tells that story, Poliziano, etc. don't mention it. So seems to be a crock of shit just trying to make Savonarola look like a, a more of a badass right. than... He was. He probably just did a, a you know, a, a regular simple blessing right. on Lorenzo's uh, deathbed. Do the cross thing, yeah, boom, you're going to die soon, I can see it. So, yeah, he, he probably wasn't a dick. But let, let's keep the signs going. So the meeting ends and Sabo is going back home and he's getting ready for his next sermon, the Feast of Lazarus. And so he's trying to think of what he wants to say during the sermon. And as he's thinking and as he's pondering, he keeps saying this phrase supposedly over and over, Lo, the sword of the Lord, soon and swiftly. And he ends up repeating that in his sermon. And that night, April 8th, Lorenzo dies. So again, you could say that um, that uh, Savo was uh, maybe predicting being a vessel of God, predicting that another sinner was going to die because he does. Lorenzo does have his grip on the city. Who knows? But Lorenzo's body is taken to San Marco. It stays there through Monday. And then on Tuesday, April 10th, the body is taken to the Basilica of San Lorenzo to be buried in the family tomb. So again, just another sign keeps... If, if you decide to read this in a certain way, and if you are of religious bent and whatever, and you're listening to Sabo, to you, all these seems like signs that something bad's about to happen. We are about to be punished by God if we don't straighten up our ways. And with the death of Lorenzo the Magnificent... Mm. I think we'll end this episode. We'll pick up next time with the new Medici in town, the guy who takes over and what happens next in uh, episode 98. Stay safe, people. Fuck, we could rule the world. I mean, this would be great. 
you know what? If you and I could get along, why would you not try to have? That is all that matters. Um, shock, gasp? No, I did not. Can you tell me about him? What the fuck? <laughs>